0: And, and I thank God for the hospitality. You know this is how ministry should be. When you walk into a church, you should walk in like your royalty. You guys treat your people like royalty. You know why? Because you serve a king. Hallelujah. We serve a king who is faithful to us. And I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful for Pastor Gene and Shana again. I love them two people with all my heart, soul. I just love those two people. I thank God for the trust that he have in me. And uh, I just glorify his name this morning. But we come this morning to lift up the name of Jesus. I don't want you guys to focus on me or, you know, all the stuff that, all the accolades that they – said about me. I'm just me. Amen. Amen. I, I, I love Jesus. Amen. I love Jesus. I love people. I love the people of God. Amen. And, and I love being real. Can I be real in here today? Yes. Amen. Amen. Some things may be said and I'm going to tell you, I'm not going to apologize because I believe in letting the Holy Spirit have his way. So, some things may be said, amen, I'm not here to offend no, anybody, amen, if the shoe fit, wear it, Cinderella, wear it, wear it, I mean, if it fit, wear it, but I'm not here to offend anybody or hurt anybody, but some things will be said, and I'm, a, I'm, I'm warning you up front, some things will be said, amen, because of the subject and the topic that Pastor Gene is ministering on, Amen. So we're just going to let God do what he do today in here. Amen. 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 And I, 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 I went back last Sunday and I kind of listened to some of the things he was teaching on last Sunday. I don't know how you guys said it in here. But uh, God, I, I said, you go Pastor Gene. You go Pastor Gene. He talked on broken windows. Oh, my God. If you guys haven't heard that teaching, go back and listen to it. He talked on broken windows, and one of the things he said was, broken people look for broken things. Yeah. That is so good, and that is so true. If you're broke, you're going to look for broke people. <laughs> and I thought about a broken window. I said every t- broken window don't break clean. It it doesn't break clean. So a broken window have jagged edges sometimes. So in a broken window, you can cut yourself. You can hurt yourself really bad. You can cut yourself deep. Amen. So don't go through that broken window. Don't allow that broken window to hurt you. He talked about traps. He said traps come in many different sizes and many different shapes, amen. And I thought about traps. I got in my mind like a bear trap, you know, that traps big old bears. I got in my mind a trap for raccoons. How many of you know raccoons, they look pretty. Some raccoons have the look like they have on (laughs) masks. That's a trap. Ladies, that's a trap. Men, that's a trap. They look pretty, they have on a mask. They if you trap them, guess what? They're gonna come at you. Ladies, don't get trapped. Men, don't get trapped. And I think that's what Pastor Gene was trying to was telling you all on last week. Don't get caught up in every trap that you see. Amen. We're speaking on relationship. Amen, and I thank God for that. I want to encourage you this morning out of the word of Deuteronomy, out of the book of Deuteronomy, if you would turn there with me, Deuteronomy chapter um, 6, verse 4 through 9. I write my scriptures out, that way I don't have to be flipping through the Bible, okay? So, uh, you, you will get a lot of scriptures today, Amen. But Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 4 through 9, and I'm reading out of the NLT Bible. And it reads as follows, verse 4, it said, Listen, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord alone, is the Lord alone, and you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your strength. And you must commit yourself wholeheartedly to these commandments that I'm giving you today. Repeat them again and again to your children. Talk about them when you are at home and when you are on the road, when you are going to bed and when you're getting up. Tie them on your fingers and wear them on your forehead as a reminder. Write them on the doorpost of your house and your gates. Amen. He said, Listen O oh Israel. He was trying to get Israel to wholeheartedly to commit to God. God is trying to get us to wholeheartedly commit to him. He said love the Lord your God with all your heart. How do you love somebody with all your heart? With every part of your heart. He said love them and be committed wholeheartedly to his commandments. He said, repeat them again and again to your children. How many of you take the time to repeat the word of God to your children? How many of you take the time to teach your children the word of God on a daily basis? How many of you take time, amen, when you lay down at night? To put your family together and say, hey, this is what the Lord is saying before we lay down tonight. How many of us are taking the time to train up our children in the word of the Lord? Because the word said, train them up in the way that they should go. And when they're old, they will not depart from it. Amen. He didn't say they won't stray from it. But he said they will not depart. But if we're not teaching them the word of God, they will depart. They are going to go their separate ways. Amen. We come to church on a daily basis. We come to church every Sunday. We come, some of us come every time the door is open. But we won't teach our children. Our children are learning from the outside world. And then we get upset. Because they're learning from the people out there. When we're supposed to be people filled with the love of Jesus and we won't take time to teach them. Oh, they don't want le- to sit down and learn today. You know, or, uh, or uh, little Johnny get mad and say, Mom, I don't, want, I don't want you to read to me today. Yeah, but I am going to read to you today. You know why? Because they they will sit in school eight hours a day. And they will listen to their teachers. Amen. Don't make excuses for your children. We are going to be held accountable what our children are learning. Amen. And the enemy is out there to kill, steal, and destroy. He is out there to to get our children. And God is going to hold us as parents. He's going to hold us as parents responsible for our children. They can learn from the crib up. And if the devil tell you they can't, you tell him he's a liar. Because that's what he is. He's a liar, and the truth is not in him. And that's when we should be training them up. We wait till they get 16, 17, 18, and then we want to try to pour the Bible into them. It's it's not too late, but it's not a good time. It's never too late. You can still teach them. But get them when they come out of the womb. Get them before they even come out of the womb. Get them before they come out of the womb. Husband, speak to your wife, Belly. Speak to that child in the womb. Amen. And tell that child who they are before they come out the womb. Amen. Amen. My grandson-in-law. Is he a grandson-in-law? That's what you call him? Sam? He's a grandson. Anyway, he's a grandson. He's married to my granddaughter. But he would sing to his kids in the, while they was in the womb. He would speak the word over them while they was in the womb. And my four-year-old great-granddaughter, she's a great-granddaughter. The girl can quote the Bible better than I do, speaking in tongues and everything else, but you catch them when they're in the womb. Amen, because God has commanded us to do so. This is not even my message right here. This is just a, a, a prelude. Amen. I'm, I'm just kind of uh, encouraging you today. He said, talk to your children every day again. He said, and again. That means you need to keep on talking to them. Amen. Don't let the world train them. Don't let the world teach them because the world will str- uh, have them stray away from the things of God. He said, write the word upon your hand. Put it on your finger like a ring. Wear it like a ring and wear it proud. Write it on your forehead. Put a headband on with- that said, I love Jesus if you have to. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Keep your mind sound. He said, let this mind, which is in Christ Jesus, be also in me. Amen. And if we don't know the word of God, we won't have the mind of God. So we need to know the word of God in order to have the mind of God. And so I thank God for the word of God. And he said, write it on your doorpost. In my house, I like to buy things with scripture. I try to put scripture all throughout my house. So every room that I walk in, I got to see a word of God. I'm able to read the word of God because I want to keep it before me. Because I know if I stray from it, amen, I know that my day probably won't go right. But if I know if I have the word in front of me, I know that the Holy Ghost is leading me. I know that the Holy Ghost is guiding me. I know that he's always there before me. So take the word of God and put it throughout your house. Amen. Even so, when the sinner man walk in your house, he got to see the word of God. Amen. He got to know that, hey, these people love Jesus up in this house. Hallelujah. You know, when I I bought my home, and the person I bought it from, when I walked in to, to look at the, at the house, he had scriptures everywhere. He had, in every room, every, everywhere I went, he had the word of God. And I said, Lord, this is my house right here. This is Because I know this is where the spirit of God dwells, in this house right here. And I left, and I went and looked at more homes. But I came back to that house three times. Three times before I bought it. But I knew that that was my home. And so God is good like that. Amen? Amen. That is a perfect example of a great relationship. Right? We're talking about relationship today. <laughs> it's all right. God is so good. And those of you that, that think that God only said that in the Old Testament. It's in the New Testament, too. He tell us about that same word in in the book of Matthews. Amen. To keep his commandment, to love him with all our heart, soul, and mind. But how can you love somebody that you don't spend time with? How can you love somebody that you don't share your heart with? Amen. A lot of us don't like sharing our hearts because we don't want our hearts broken. But we serve a God who won't break our heart. Amen. So you need to learn how to spend time with God daily. Every day, I try to spend time with Jesus. Whether praying, whether I'm just sitting on the couch and just sitting there quietly, listening for him to talk to me. But I try to spend time daily with the Lord. That's the only way we're going to build a relationship with God. Amen. All right. God said in his scripture that the double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. God said in his scripture, amen, that if we draw near to him, if we draw close to him, he'll draw close to us. That's the only way we're going to build a relationship. I can't stay with somebody all day long and they in that room and I'm in this room and we, not, we never communicate. We don't have no type of relationship with each other. You got to have build a relationship with your spouse. Amen. Single people, build a relationship with God. Don't try to look for somebody that you can build your relationship with. Build it with God first. He said seek first his kingdom, and everything else will be added. So if you're seeking him and you're building a relationship with him, when he's ready for you to have a relationship with somebody else, he's going to bring that person to you. Amen. Let me pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you and I praise you. Father, I honor you because you are Lord. You are King. Father, I thank you for this, this, this word today. Holy Spirit, you speak today. I'm just a vessel. I don't know anything. But you know all things. I thank you, Holy Ghost, that you will have your way in this place today. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. What is your relationship like? That's the title of my message today. What is your relationship like? We know that from the beginning, God has created a relationship. From the very beginning, when God made... The earth, he created relationship. After he did all the creation, all the birds, the animals, the bees, uh, all the creatures, he created relationship. Amen. He created Adam and Eve. Y'all know I'm going there. (laughs) Y'all know I'm going there. In Genesis chapter 2, verse 21 through 24, and the Lord called... And the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall upon Adam, and he slept. And he took one of his ribs and closed up the flesh instead thereof. And the rib which the Lord God has taken out from man made he a woman, and brought her unto the man. Think about. It. I, th- I thought about. It. I said, Lord, you took one rib out of a man, and you made a whole being out of one bone. And you don't want to have a relationship with a god like that. Come on. Anybody that can take a bone. Come on. And make a whole person. I want to have a relationship with that fellow. <laughs> god is good. And Adam said, this is now bone of my bone and flesh of my flesh, and she should be called woman because she was taken out of man. This explained why a man should leave his father and mother and join to his wife, and the two are united into one. A man and a woman, a husband and a wife, become one when they unite together. I'm gonna be good for right now.) <laughs> Turn with me to 1 Corinthians 6:15 through17. <laughs> Amen. Amen." And it reads, verse 15 it said, "Don't you realize that your body is actually part of Christ? Should a man take his body, which is part of Christ and join it to a prostitute? The word said never. You should never do that. And don't you realize that if a man join himself to a prostitute, he become one body with her? For the the scriptures say the two are united into one. But the person who is joined to the Lord is one in spirit. Anytime. Let me read it out of the Message Bible, because I like the way the Message Bible read. Give me a minute, y'all. I don't be using electronics like this, but I like this in the Message Bible. Uh, I want to read it right in front of me. Sorry. (laughs) The message Bible reads, <laughs> God honors the master, master's body by raising it from the grave. He treated, he'll treat your, yours with the same resurrection power until the time remember that your body are, are created with the same dignity as the master's body. Your body, our body, they body, he body, She body is treated with the same dignity as Christ's body. You wouldn't take the master's body off to a whorehouse, would you? I should hope not. There's more to sex than mere skin to skin. Sex is as much spiritual mysteries as physical fact. As written in the scripture, the two become one. Since we want to become spiritual one with the master, we must not pursue the kind of sex that avoids commitment and intimacy, leaving us more lonely than we ever, the kind of sex that can never become one. There is a sense in which sexual sins are different from all others. In sexual sins, we are violated the sacredness of our own bodies, these bodies were made for God-giving and God-molded love for becoming one with one another. Or didn't you realize that your body is a sacred place, the place of the Holy Spirit, Don't you see that you can't live however you please squandering what God paid such a high price for? Jesus Christ paid a high price for us. And then we go out and we mistreat what he has given us. We go out and we sleep around we not only sleep around. Sex ain't just sleeping around. You can do sex in all kind of ways. We got internet sex. touchy filly sex. Hugging sex. People do sex any way they want to. But it ain't your body. So why are we taking the body of Christ and abusing it? And misusing it. The physical part of you is not some piece of property. Belonging to the spiritual part of you. God owns the whole works. So let people see God in and through your body. We need to commit our bodies to the Lord. And if anybody come to you trying to make it something different. You need to run away from them. I mean, literally, run away from them. Don't even give them the time of day. Save yourself. Single women, save yourself. Let God be your lover. Let God be the one, amen, that pampers you when you need pampering. Because he would do it. Let God be your best friend. Let God be your boyfriend. Amen. You ain't going to have no drama with God. You ain't going to have no baby mama drama. You ain't going to have no girl other girlfriend drama. Fall in love with Jesus and let Jesus be that one for you. Amen. God takes relationships serious. God is a relational God, but the enemy has taken the, the world has taken and distorted relationships. He has taken them and distorted them. And now everybody wants to live a single lifestyle and be in a lifestyle where they don't want a marriage relationship, but instead they live as roommates. But they do what married people do. God don't like that. God don't like that. And we wonder why our world is turned upside down. Our world is tipsy-turvy right now. It's, 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 It's hanging in a balance. And one side is more balanced than the other side. And we're about to tip over because of the sinful life that we're living here on this earth. Can you take me to Leviticus chapter 18, and I'm going to read just a few verses out of there, and it's talk about the forbidden sex, sexual practice, some of you probably already know, (laughs) Leviticus chapter 18, 1 through 30, I'm not going to read all of them, I promise, (laughs) <laughs> That's all right. Pastor G might let me come back. <laughs> he might let me come back. I just want to read a few. Starting at verse one. Then the Lord said to Moses, Give the following instructions to the people of Israel. But he's going to give it to y'all today here in Phoenix, Arizona. <laughs> I am the Lord your God, so do not act like the people of Egypt where you used to live or like the people of Canaan where I am taking you. You must not imitate their ways of life. You must obey all regulations and be careful to obey my decree, for I am the Lord your God. If you obey my decree and my regulations, you will find life through them, for I am the Lord. You must never have sex, sexual relationship with a close relative for I am the Lord are people not doing that do not violate your father by having sexual relationship with your mother she is your mother you must have sexual you must not have sexual relationships with her Do not have sexual relationship with your stepdaughters, men, women, of any of your father's wives, for she is your sister's. We have this going on. I know it's quiet up in here, but it's real. It's real. And we're wondering why our, our, our world is deteriorating. We wondering why things are going on all around the world we're no we we are no better than Sodom and Gomorrah right now and you think God gonna keep sitting in heaven and looking down on us and saying, "Oh they okay y'all okay just just do what you're doing not so, not so and I'm gonna read one more and I'm gonna move on because I know y'all. Getting antsy. It said, Do not practice homosexuality, having sex with another man as with a woman. It is a detestable sin to God. Amen. Amen. And I'm not coming, I'm not knocking nobody. You do you. What they say, you do you, boo. <laughs> I'm not knocking what you're doing, but I'm telling you what the words say. I'm telling you what the words say, don't have it. God said he made Adam and he made Eve. And he brought Eve into Adam. He didn't bring Eve to Steve. He didn't bring Eve to Johnny. He didn't bring Barbara to Maria. (laughs) I'm sorry, Maria. Hey, <laughs> check yourself. God is serious about this thing, and we have distorted sex. You know, we the church don't want to talk about sex because we make it nasty. But God made it good. But he made it good for the right people, the right seasons, the right And we don't want to talk about it. I know we have children in here, but guess what? Those children know more about sex than what you think they do. You know why? Because they're getting it from the outside. We're not teaching them about it. We don't even teach, they call it the birds and the bees. We don't even teach the birds and the bees anymore to our children. We don't take them aside and let them know that their bodies are precious. We don't hold on to our daughters and let them know that their bodies are precious and nobody should be touching you right there and nobody should be rubbing you right there. We don't do that anymore, so we find so many kids that are molested, so many kids that are hurt and bruised and wounded because we're not teaching it. The church don't want to teach sex because it's nasty. It don't belong in the church. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. We need to get it back up in the church. We need to take it to our children. We need, need to speak it to our grandchildren. That is wrong. You need to wait on God to give you somebody. You need to wait till you grow up. Amen. So many of our children and babies are in, in, in foster care because they're messed up from some... uh, They're messed up from... People that don't know better. Messing with them. Because we don't want to teach them. The rules of God. We can find those scriptures. Also in your leisure. Go back and read Romans uh, chapter 1. Verse 26 through 27. 1 Corinthians 6. 9 through 10. 1 Timothy 1 through 10. Jude 1 through 7. It talks about your relationship, sexual relationship. So it's not something that we make up. This is something that God has put in his word. And God's word is real from the beginning to the end. What what, what God talked about in the Old Testament applies to us today, in this day and time. Amen. Because God's word is whole. And man try to say, well... That's Old Testament teaching, no, it's not. The devil is alive. He don't want you to know. Hallelujah. So what is your relationship like? Do you have a roommate that you date but not in a relationship with them? Are you living single life but living a married lifestyle? How many of you in here remember the sitcom "Living Single?" <laughs> Living Single was some of the young people probably like, "What is Living Single?" <laughs> Living, <laughs> Living Single" was a sitcom that used to come out on back in the day with these college students, and these college students were doing everything in anything. They was drinking, they were sexing. They was partying. Come on. Nobody wanted to get married. They just wanted to live a party life. They wanted to live a life undignified. Right? Living single. Again, if you're going to live single, live it with Jesus. Jesus. We refuse to be in relationship with our relationship with a friend because we don't want our heart broken anymore. We refuse to be in a relationship with our families because somebody did us wrong. We refuse to be in a relationship with God because we don't want God telling us what to do. We're just downright rebellious people. We are downright rebellious. And we're wondering why life is going the way it's going. Praise the Lord. So in the Bible, we can find all types of relationships in the Bible. We can find family relationships. We can find friendship in the Bible. We can find partnership in the Bible. We can find marriage relationships in the Bible. We can find romantic relationships in the Bible. So if you want to know how to have a relationship, go to the Bible. Read your book. He gives you instructions. He gives way better instructions than myself or Pastor Gene can give you. Read your Bible for yourself. And then I guess we wouldn't have to stand behind this pulpit and preach to you. Come on. (laughs) <laughs> praise the Lord in the book of Genesis amen chapter 25 verse 27 and 34 we can read about Jacob and Esau their relationship at the beginning when when Rebecca first got pregnant with them the boys was tussling in her womb right anybody know the story so Rebecca was confused and wondering, why are these boys doing what they're doing? Why are they rumbling in my, in my belly like this? And she went in and asked the Lord, okay, Lord, what is going on? So the Lord let her know that she was having twins, and those twins, between those twins, there was going to be two nations born out of those twins. So they was already fighting in the womb because one tried to overrule the other in the womb you always some this stuff goes on <laughs> what behind closed doors in the womb no <laughs> oh my god so they was already divided that was a house that was already divided Jacob uh Isaac loved Esau. The mama loved Jacob or vice versa. You know, so they was already divided. They had already divided the boys. Uh, Esau gave up his birthright just to get something to eat. Why would you throw away your whole life just to get something that's gonna satisfy you for a second? For a minute. He probably was on empty by the time he ate that and went back out to the field. He was already on empty. So, why are we going to throw away our life for half a second thrill? Come on. You're not going to be satisfied. So, you're going to go and you're going to go and you're going to look for it somewhere else. And you're going to get another half second thrill. You're going to leave that one, and you're going to go somewhere else because you're trying to fill up, and not you can't fill up that way. You cannot fill up that way. You got to keep yourself holy. You got to keep your body holy and wait on the right mate. Get married. People don't want to get married. No more. Let me tell you, marriage, marriage is a good thing. And I, I have told this story so many times. Me and my husband grew up together. I know my, I knew my husband when he was second grade, when we was in both second grade. So we grew up together. We was friends. I played with his brother. I played in the mud with his brother. I wasn't even interested in him. <laughs> but when we, we grew up, we started dating like, well, I ain't going to call it dating. We had puppy love. By the time we were sixth grade, by the time I was ninth grade, I was having a child. But we stayed together, and we worked it out. We stayed together for 42 years. (laughs) 42 years. It wasn't all good, ladies. It wasn't all good, gentlemen. We had ups and downs. We had fights. We didn't fist fight, but we had fights. We didn't always agree with each other, but we made it work. Married people, make it work. Stop trying to jump out the boat. We're always trying to jump out of the things that God has placed there for us to enhance one another. We're there to complete one another. Learn how to communicate. Learn how to talk to each other. Learn how to say, baby, don't push this button. (laughs) Honey. Don't go there today and come into some agreement and stop running away from each other because we are tearing tear, We are tearing up the body of Christ. We we it's too many single people in the church today. It is too it's so many single people in the church because we don't want to be married. We don't want to do the God thing. God made family and God gave us family. So we need to get back into the family. We are all about family. I love family. Family is everything to me because it's everything to God. And I want to be in his will. I want to do what God say do. So I encourage you married people work it out. Seriously, work it out. Stay together. Stay together. I don't care if you have to punch each other upside the head, and I'm not saying physically, okay? She looking like a girl. Don't tell him that. <laughs> no, I'm not saying fit. Ph- don't punch because th- no, I don't. I don't do that. I I don't do that. No, don't do that. But don't let don't let a, a few minutes, three, a, a a a meal, a piece of bread. Uh, a being, don't let nothing separate you from the love of God. Nothing at all. Don't sell out your soul. Don't sell out your birthright just to get a piece of bread. And don't allow your family mess to cause you to sell out in your relationship so that you can appease your flesh. Don't. Don't do that. Another relationship we can look at is Ruth. In the book of Ruth, chapter 3, I'm not going to read it. We're just going to talk about it. Ruth had a a unique relationship with Boaz. And all because of her mother-in-law. Her mother-in-law set that one up. But Ruth went out to glean the fields, and that's how she met Boaz. But how many you know Ruth? She didn't go running at Boaz and say, Oh, I'm I'm I got to sleep with you today because you I know you minds. She didn't she didn't do that. Ruth humbled herself. She laid at his feet. She gleamed in his field and she waited on him. She captured his heart. Let him capture your heart. Let her capture your heart, men. Don't just go lay with anybody, but she romanced him away from him, and then God brought them together, amen, in time. So I want to encourage our young men and women in here. We have college students in here. They, are they in here? I want to encourage you, Wait. Stand up, matter of fact, college students. Stand up, if you don't mind. Can you stand up? If you're college, high school, and not just not just young students, but even uh, single young college men and women. You, you could be older than 18 or 15. Yeah. And if you're single, stand up. Don't be ashamed to stand up, young man. Stand up. Don't miss your blessings. <laughs> but I just want to encourage you all today. Live a healthy lifestyle. If you, will, if you want a boyfriend, if you want a girlfriend, wait on them. Don't go out there looking. God said he would bring the man to you. God would give you the woman of your heart. He would give you the woman of your desire. But you wait on him. Don't, don't, don't fall into sin because you just want a man or a woman. It's too many, many riffraffs out there today, this, in these days and times. You know, when we was growing up, hmm. It was the same thing, but it's it's different now. it's different now. Nobody want to commit to nobody. Nobody want to commit. Wait till you can commit to to your lover. Wait till you can commit to your whoever you want to be with. Wait till you can make a commitment. Do you right now, do you right now and wait. father, I praise for these young people. Father, I pray that you give them the right mindset. Father, I pray, Lord God, that they will wait on you. Father God, that they will know that they are valuable. Father God, that they will know that you love them, Lord God, and that you have the right person for them, Lord God. Father, they won't be in a hurry to try to find... Mr. Wright, and, and they won't be in a hurry to try to find, Father God, something that you haven't already ordained for them to have. Father God, let them see the danger, Father God, when they are out there. Let them see the danger in trying to date, Father God, something that you haven't even ordained. Father, let them see that it's a danger, Lord God, trying to mess with strange fire, Lord God. Father, I thank you for these young people. Cover them in their schools. Cover them in their classes. Father God, let them see what you see, Lord God. And just give them a a heart. Father, give them the ability to wait on you. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Lord God. You guys can sit down. But wait on God. It's important. It's it's very important that you wait on God. It is really not that serious that we can't wait. Hallelujah. What is your relationship like? In Proverbs six, twenty seven, twenty nine, it reads, Can a man take fire in his bosom? and his clothes not be burned? Or can one walk upon hot coals, and his feet not be scorched? So he that goes into his neighbor's wife, whoever touches her, should not go unpunished. And we think we're getting away with stuff, but God got your number. <laughs> God got your number, and he sees everything. God said he is omnipresent. Your mom and dad might not be omnipresent. They might not can see where you are, but God sees you. And I want you to know that when you go to lay down, just tell yourself, God see me. God see me. You better speak to yourself. (laughs) <laughs> so what is your relationship like are you like David David and Jonathan had a good relationship King Saul's son they had a good relationship Jonathan loved King David and that was a friendship this is a friendship Jonathan went and he warned David that his dad was getting ready to kill him. Do you have any friends like that? Do you have any friends that will come and warn you when danger is ahead? Those are the type of friends we need. Somebody that will have our back when we can't see behind us. Somebody that would love us. He Jonathan loved his dad, but he loved David. And he didn't want his dad to kill David. So Jonathan went and he warned David that dad is getting ready to kill you. You need to go hide somewhere. And I'm going to go talk to daddy. You know what? We can talk to daddy. And we can say, dad, you know that... Um, That's my friend. And I don't want my friend to be hurt. And what you're doing is not right, Dad. And so will you please not hurt my friend? And I'm talking about naturally. Naturally as well as spiritually. He had such a love for this man to let him know that, hey, I went talk to Dad, and he said he's, he's okay. He's not going to kill you. But Saul only did that for a minute. <laughs> and he, then he allowed that same spirit to come back in on him. But Jonathan warned his friend, what type of friendship do you have? A buddy that you have that will have your back. I have some friends, some lady friends, that I know have my back. And one in particular, she always tell me, girl, I will fight somebody over you. I will beat them up. I say, yeah, you my friend. (laughs) Yeah, you are my friend. Well, how many? Who who in here got a good friend that will stand up for them? Get you a buddy that you will stand up for. You know you will stand up for him. <laughs> the Bible said in Proverbs eighteen and twenty four, a man of many companions may come to ruin, but there is a friend that who stick closer than a brother. Amen. And there are some friends who will stick with you. So we're, So what is your relationship like? Hey Amen. We're going to talk about partnership. How many of you ever been in partnership with somebody? And that partner didn't live up to your expectation. We need to pray that the Holy Spirit will give us discernment, right? It's nothing wrong with having discernment. You need to be able to look out and say, I see you, devil. I see you. You know. A good partnership in the Bible was that of King, I mean, not King, of Paul, Barnabas, and John Mark. I think that's who they were. Paul Barnabas, yeah, Paul Barnabas and John Mark. When Paul and Barnabas set out on their first missionary journey, they took John uh, Mark with them. John Mark was Barnabas' cousin. John Mark wasn't really ready for ministry, and Paul knew he wasn't ready for ministry, but Barnabas insists on taking Jonathan, I mean John Paul, with him. John Mark with him on the missionary journey. And all along the way, when things got hard, John Mark decided, hey, I don't want to be in this. So how are you going to stop in the midst of ministering to deal with somebody that don't want to be there? That shouldn't have been there from the start. So watch who you be in partnership with. You just don't take anybody into partnership with you and they're not ready, even though John Mark later on grew up and wrote most of the New Testament over in that area, but he wasn't ready at the time. So watch your partnership. Allowing someone else to come into a partnership who is not welcome can cause a lot of friction in your relationship. The relationships in the Bible today are just as interesting today as they were back in the Old Testament. It, it's, still the, it's still the same life, really. We're just different people. We're just different people. And the last relationship I want to talk about is that of Daniel. Daniel. Daniel chapter 6. Let's look at Daniel chapter 6. I mean, you know, Daniel was a praying man. He was a praying man. and daniel was one of the officers one of high one he was one of the high officers and it's always somebody in the crowd that don't like you <laughs> always and no matter where you go huh somebody don't like you so of course one of the officers did not like daniel he did not like the way Daniel did things, and he reported it to the king. And he said king, he persuaded the king to make the decree that if anybody pray, then they were going to be thrown into the lion's den. Hater, hater. <laughs> hater, hater. Why he just didn't join Daniel in prayer? Instead of hating on him. Because people don't want to pray these days, y'all. They don't want to pray. Ain't nobody getting on their knees these days. And you know what? To pray, you don't even have to get on your knees. You can stand straight up. Right, straight right up. You can lay down. You can do however you want to to pray. But he didn't want to pray. He wanted to be messy. So he went and told the king. So, he was trying to trap Daniel and get Daniel to stop praying. But how many of you know Daniel prayed even more? Yes. Daniel is the one that went to his room and opened up his window. <laughs> Daniel said, okay, I'm going to fix this. I'm going to open up my window so people can hear me pray. And Daniel prayed three times a day. He let the world know, I am not going to stop praying. So whatever you're going to do to me, do it. I'm not scared of you. I'm not scared. Don't be scared of people. Because they can't put you in a heaven or hell. They can't do nothing to you. You know what? I done got beyond people. People going to be people. People are going to be people. And if we don't live righteous and holy... And if we don't stand up for the God that we say is our God, then we're going to fall for every little thing. We are going to fall for every little thing. It's time, church, for you to stand up and be the, the saints of God that God has called you to be. Stop being afraid of the world. Stop being afraid of what people are going to say about you because people are going to talk about you. You can be the best person in the world, and people are going to talk about you. So give them something to talk about. Give them something to talk about. Let them talk about Jesus. They talk about him anyway. They talk about him anyway. Let them talk. But Daniel decided he going to pray anyway. I'm going to pray no matter what this king say. And if he want to throw me in the lion's den, then so be it. If if, if people want to throw you to the side, so be it. If people don't want to be your friend, so be it. If people don't want to hang out with you, so be it. You better keep serving Jesus. You better keep loving God. You better keep telling God that he's number one. And nobody else matter. Amen. My God. Never let religion get in the way of your relationship. Never. Never be too religious that you can't have a relationship with God. God is not a religious God. He's a relationship God. He's a God of relationships. And when we get that in our head, when we get that in our heart, when we get that in our minds, we'll be a better people. So, church, rise up. Rise up. Relationships are fair. They are good. God is good. God made them. He ordained it. And God will complete the relationship. But we got to get in place. We got to get in place. So God can do that. Hallelujah. 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 God is so good. He is so good. In closing, I'm just going to read a few quotes on relationship. And then I'm going to sit down. Amen. <laughs> Amen. A great relationship is built on the bond you both share. You lack and dislike, and what you both find joy in doing. That is a relationship. A relationship is like a rose flower. You water it, care for it, nurture it for it, for it to keep living and blooming. How many of us are nurturing our relationships? How many of, of us are pouring water, not natural water, but water? Love, commitment. How many of us are doing that with our relationship so we can keep our relationships blooming? It takes two to tangle, like it takes both sides to keep the health and a healthy relationship going on. Without both sides involved in trying to work things out, then it becomes a dead end. So it takes two, both. It takes you communicating with one another. It takes you loving one another. It takes you not pushing each other's buttons. You know, talk to your spouse and say, look, I don't like you pushing out. I don't like that. Honey, I don't like that. Can we do do it this way or do it that way? You know, talk to them. If you don't tell me what you want, I don't know what you want. If you don't tell me what you like, I don't know what you like. If you don't tell me what you dislike, I don't know. Communication is the key to a relationship. A healthy relationship is communicating. Just think about it, if God didn't communicate with us, we would be some lost people. It's all in communication. Words can go a long way to heal a a sad soul. Commitment helps in keeping a good relationship and love is the engine to a healthy relationship. Crank up your engine. Crank up your engine and be like the little train that could. The little you you guys know the story of the little train that could. I think I can. I think I can. Come on. I know you can. I know you can. I know we can do this thing. I love you all Stone Point. I'm so grateful to be here again. I hope this word blessed your heart. Amen. Amen. And I pray the love of God continue to rest, rule, and abide in this house. In Jesus' mighty name, thank you so much.